slam, work it back, filter that, baby bump that track, groove slam, work it back, filter that, baby bump that track, groove slam, work it back, space cowboy just play that track, ga ga in the room, so starstruck, cherry 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 cherry. My name is Tom Chick. You are listening to the Quarter to Three Movie Podcast, where this week we're going to be talking about Skyline. Dingus, why don't you tell? Oh, well, I am joined by uh, Christian McClansky uh, and uh, Christian. Wait, did I pronounce that right? I have a hard time with this every week. It's Christian McClansky, right? It's it, that's all right. You can just call me C Rock. <laughs> uh, Kelly Wan, do you have a, a tagline for us that relates to Skyline this week? Yeah, it used to be a shy line until I made it my line. <laughs> Was that the tagline? What? <laughs> oh, I see what you did. There. I didn't know if that was the tagline or the intro to the tagline. It was prey line. We're going to move on to Dingus's. Uh, Dingus, why don't you tell us a little bit about what this movie is that we're going to be discussing this week? Don't don't spoil it. Don't give anything away, but just give us the basics. Don't, don't be an Alex Lytell. Yeah, give us the basics for, for Skyline. All right. Uh, this week we saw Skyline, which was a science fiction movie directed by <laughs> the brothers Strauss about a group of people in a high-rise, trying to escape from the aliens that have abducted everyone else in Los Angeles. This film is related... Is related? This film is rated PG-13. No, that's not true. Oh, my mistake. This film is rated Kelly Wand. <laughs> Kelly Wand, why is that not true? It is rated PG-13. It's R, dude. Well, that's awesome, because I, I here at the office, we had taken bets as to how long it would be before you were kvetching about it being rated PG-13. So not only are you not going to kvetch, you didn't even realize that it was rated PG-13. So that, it said that R bodes on well. Step. Hang on, let me look it up. <laughs> it's not doing anything important. It's definitely PG-13, because I I won the pool. Asked. Mm. Yeah. So. What? PG-13. I love that you think that it's R, though. Let, let's get into that in a little bit. But first, Kelly. Ah, oh, you're right. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell us what exactly... Get into some more spoiler details about this movie, Kelly. Why don't you tell us what happens over the course of Skyline? Oh, PG-13. <laughs> are you, are you oh, going to have to edit your synopsis at all? <laughs> that changes everything. Yeah, yeah, none of this is going to make any sense now. It was all based on my misinformation. Uh, okay, the Skyline Opsis. You ready? Rock and roll. I think this one's woolly and meandering like last week's, but, you know, then I'll shut up for an hour, so it all works out. Okay, so <clears throat> these aliens like to eat our brains because human thoughts are the most interesting in the universe, and they attack L.A. using blue exhaust fumes that you can't look away from, and it also makes you super powerful if you're the lead character. And then it sucks you up into a mothership to have your brain eaten by Zerg. So the guy with the foot in his locker from Six Feet Under has this tattoo, which makes it hard to spot uh, alien skin inflammations on his arm. And his girlfriend says that she's late, and then she tells him she's pregnant in addition to late. <laughs> so he takes a nap, but when he wakes up, aliens are attacking uh, sucking people up into the skyline in blue light, 
So he looks into the blue light and almost dies. Uh, so based on this, he decides to go up to the roof to take some pictures. <laughs> As a safety precaution, he brings a black friend along with a pistol who scares an old man with a dog more than an alien invasion. So Gabe and the black dude go up to the roof to check out the invasion that sucked their friends through the window, but Gabe locks them out because the black guy didn't tell him to hold the door open because the black guy's racist and uh, the aliens almost killed him. But the black guy finally hits the door handle with a bullet on the 12th try and the aliens can't open the door. So the black guy goes to the old man with the dog's apartment and calls his name a bunch of times. But the guy ignores him because he says he's hiding. And then the aliens attack, so they do the uh, trusty hide-behind-a-kitchen-counter trick, which the alien tentacles uh, have no defense against. So the old man lets go of his dog, and he and the dog die off-screen. PG-13 Lee. <laughs> that was a last-minute rewrite. Uh, <laughs> While the black guy goes back to the apartment, and then he and the whiter douchebags decide to drive two minutes to a boat because the aliens aren't above the water just then. So they drive cars, but a footsteps on the hot brunette's car, crushing it flat. But the black guy, and it's okay because he fell out onto the concrete, but then he dies. So the... Uh, Wrecking ball-sized alien juggernaut keeps battering the side of the building. So Gabe and the chicks and the fat guy from Dexter decide to go back to the penthouse suite because they're closer to the spaceships up there and because they've only lost 10 people to aliens coming in through the windows so far. So Gabe cries over his black friend and says some cry lines. <laughs> But it turns out he was having sex on the camera, so it's okay. And the Dexter guy blocks the door with a bottle of wine and says it's better than nothing. And when Gabe says it's not, the guy lectures him and tells him to get behind the better than nothing plan. If they want to keep weight for death together efficiently. And uh, they don't go into a basement. <laughs> uh, and some army planes attack the aliens and nuke the ship and the city of L.A. But the ship reconstructs itself. Even... Oh, Kelly Wan's synopsis got nuked, too. Kelly Wan, come back to us. Oh. Sure. I'm gone? No, you're here now. So you, you explained okay. that the, the ship got nuked but reconstructed itself, and at that point the aliens cut your mic. So now that you're back, uh, take us from that point. Uh, the radiation from the bomb and the impact of the ship crashing and the hordes of pissed off aliens don't kill anyone. And the city's all sparkly and clean. But Brittany Daniel uh, is looking at the blue light that kills you through a telescope, and it kills her. <laughs> and the Dexter guy does the same thing Dennis Quaid did in Legion and blows himself up. <laughs> killed by fire uh, and so only Gabe and his knocked up chick who looks kind of like Elizabeth Banks but not hot 
uh, are left, so they try to escape by going up to the roof, and they get caught instantly in the blue tractor beam. But they kiss on the way up, even though their faces are supposed to be tweaked and rapturous. And it's day three, so the aliens are sitting around eating people's brains. But since Gabe's brain is red, they put it in the body of a monster that can wreak havoc on the ship. And since she has a three-day-old embryo inside her, they attach a bunch of tentacles to her. But Gabe rips the tentacles off and is about to have an epic battle to the death inside the mothership. But we've seen too much as it is. <laughs> Fuck you, audience. Roll credits. Uh, maybe it should have just stayed cut off. You have to say the end. Oh, the end. Okay. <laughs> well, the movie didn't end, so this the... Ah, good. So the synopsis was like a, a mirror. Okay, good. Skylines. All right, so uh, Kelly Wan, you loved this movie. Yeah, what's not to love? <laughs> <laughs> Who's the girl you said was hot, though? It was obviously the brunette, right? That I said was hot? Didn't you say? That I, didn't, like I, didn't know, I didn't know anyone in this movie. I mean, Eric you're Balfour. You're I the only one who's Daniel. I don't know who that is. I'm assuming it's the bitchy blonde woman. Yeah. What is, why would I know who she is? I, this movie was full of TV actors. Uh, I'm assuming true. she's from TV then, right? No, she was in uh, Club Dread. That's not TV. <laughs> it's worse. You're right. Good point. And Sweet Valley High. Worse. Yeah. Uh, all right. So great. So that's the uh, that's the synopsis. Now now that we've spoiled it and run everyone off. Uh, by the way, how did it do this weekend? Do we know? It got annihilated by the train movie. But people, it was packed when I was in there. I It was sold out when I went, yeah. Yeah. I had to buy a ticket to the train movie, actually. And so dude, I'm partly responsible. I'm partly responsible for the train movie doing so well because I technically bought a ticket for that. Uh, Why? Because it was sold out. And I know that when they say a movie's sold out, it's never actually sold out. So I just bought a ticket for the train movie and then went into the, the Skyline movie. When they say that, that means it's empty. Ah, good point. No, this was not empty. It was a full crowd, and uh, uh, yeah. So, what were you saying about right. someone getting popcorn, Kelly Wand? No, that's boring. Oh, okay. <laughs> let's, let's talk about Skyline. Something way boring. Uh, Dingus, how much did you love Skyline? I loved it. What did you say, Kelly? Favorite character. Yeah, how much did you love it, and who's your favorite character, Dingus? Um. I loved it as much as I loved Legion, and mm. my favorite character was the dog. Mm. Uh, I wasn't crazy about that that little dog. That was, I, no, I, it's been a it's been a sad couple of weeks for dogs. No, but dogs. Abby was awesome. Abby from Paranormal Activity is a great movie dog. This dog was a terrible movie dog. I thought. Oh, I, I agree. Oh, I agree. Dogs. But Abby, Abby's a dog I want to own. But it's still sad what happens to Abby. Um, but, uh, yeah, this dog, who cares? Yeah, exactly. I cared about Abby. I didn't care about this, this stupid dog. I this cared dog about this dog as much as I cared about the other characters in this movie. But this dog does provide a cat scare, so that's useful. But the old man is carrying it, though, so isn't it an uh-huh. old man scare? Like, isn't the old man and the dog mutually, old like, they jointly provide? Yeah. Right, right. It's an old man and the dog by Ernest Hemingway's cat <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about because here's here. I want to say something that might be subversive. I mean, I think this movie will we all this movie will be universally recognized as a piece of junk. However, I want to be a little bit subversive and say I, I think I could have 
I, I think somewhere in an early incarnation of this movie, there was something really, really cool that you can see shreds of. There are vestiges of what could have been a cool movie. Uh, and I think there are ways this movie could have been fixed and could have been kind of really smart and cool. Um, yeah. That's well, I think I think it could have been great. I I love it as a comedy, and I think that it could have been a great tongue-in-cheek version of this movie. I think it was almost there. Not on purpose. It's Showgirls meets Independence Day. See, you guys, I think, are being awfully generous. I was so bored. I didn't think it was funny. Like, I watch a lot of bad, crappy sci-fi and horror movies, and this wasn't even up to that level. I mean, I was just so, like, bored and disappointed with this thing, almost throughout. I, there were some early instances that I enjoyed because I hadn't seen the trailers. But once it reveals its its hand, this movie is just, like, so weak and just poorly done, and I, I wasn't even laughing at it. Uh, but you guys enjoyed it on a bad movie level? Hmm chunks of it but you're not wrong and it was so derivative it was that was making me laugh too which i don't think is really should be should count in its favor like that would just bore you but if i'm really baked and i see oh yeah matrix sentinels (laughs) then that's funny to me okay it was ripping off every movie i could think of i was trying to think of movies it wasn't ripping off and I wanted it to be miracle mile like that would have been the good movie to ape for it and instead it was aping due date Due date? Where's that come from? Uh, no. <laughs> the thing is, you enjoyed it similarly on a, a sort of this is really bad, it's enjoyable level? I I did. I tend to be very forgiving uh, or or trying to be. And and I fall into this trap of looking when a, when a movie starts out so poorly um, and and the acting is so horrible, <laughs> I I kind of start looking for excuses almost subconsciously. And so I, I started seeing little glimmers of, well, maybe this is, there, there's a tongue-in-cheek thing here going on. No. And, and I really, well, I, I don't think so either, Kelly, but I, but I was trying so hard to find it. And, and the crowd, and I was in a sold-out theater as well, and it's interesting for me to hear that you guys were too, because it turns out that, that my sold-out theater was a wholly partisan crowd of, of people who happened to be there who were involved in the making of the film. Or the <laughs> really? Uh, and so they were, they were so excited about it, and, and there were parts where the entire crowd was laughing as I was laughing along with things that happened in the movie that I ended up having a great time, even though it's, it's so unremittingly stupid. When I was writing up my notes, I was giggling to myself at how dumb the movie is. And I, and I just had to say, I, I just love how dumb it is. It's just so unbelievably block stupid that I, I wasn't bored. I was just, I was left with my mouth open at how dumb it was. I just love I think you're both dumb. right. I think it would have been a great comedy. So I kind of agree with Tom. Like, the lines were so bad they were funny, but the cast wasn't up to it. They weren't delivering them like it was. Oh, the cast was yeah, they were. I'm with Dinga. They were. I mean, like, I, they literally were all TV actors, and it showed. I mean, that's why this movie. Partly why this movie was so dirt cheap. Why it, was, it needed more piranha sass. Like that's a terrible. That was a terrible script, and they made it into genius. I disagree. I think that's a great script. I, I, I'm with. Well, you know what? Okay, so here's where I want to let, let me introduce my what I think is a little subversive. Like Piranha, we've talked about, and I thought that Piranha had some great subtext, and that Alexander Aja 
was was hip to that subtext. And Dingus is with me, and Kelly Wan, I think we won you over. Piranha, you can say it's terrible, and that's not necessarily wrong, but it's also got some very smart stuff. So I want to point out what I think is the smart stuff that got completely buried in Skyline. Um, so I, I do think it's horrible, and I do think it could have been horrible but smart like Piranha if they had gone with what seems to be the, the overarching character arc, which isn't apparent until the end of the movie. And, and one thing I can say about Skyline that I can say about very few cheesy sci-fi and horror movies is I liked the ending a lot. Uh, after sitting through all that crap, what I finally got before the credits, I was like, okay, yeah, that was kind of cool. That was a good way to close your movie, I thought. And that's assuming that you look at this as a movie about a weak man who gains the ability to stand up for his wife and unborn child. Like, if you look at a movie as a character arc, where a character has one thing happen to him in the beginning, and then another thing happen to him in the end, and the whole movie is about connecting those two dots. And for me... If Skyline weren't horrible, it could have been a movie about a guy on a plane who lets somebody shove his way past him, who's not assertive, who's a nice guy who helps the short woman with the baby get her, her baggage out of the overhead compartment, this nice pushover milk toast dude, how he gains the ability to become a, a sort of a warrior and, and, and defend and fight for his wife and child, even though he didn't want that child, even though his first reaction about hearing the child is, is this sort of selfish, I'm not ready. Um, how this guy becomes, even though he has to lose his physical body to do it, becomes a, a, a bloodletting champion for uh, his wife and child. So that right there, as the character arc, I thought, hey, that's kind of a cool concept. Now, I don't think the movie really is that aware of it, and it goes down too many tangents, um, but, but there's a little something there, I thought, that I appreciated, and I was glad to see it in. Like, when he's, when he's punching, the, when he's doing that yeah. silly Welcome to Earth thing that Will, that Will Smith does in Independence Day, where he punches <laughs> the alien, you know, they have Eric Balfour struggling with that stupid, and I think there might have even been some practical effects there. There were times it really did look like Bella Lugosi in the, in the arms of the rubber octopus. Um, but, but I think it that... It looked like a gigantic luggage vagina. <laughs> I need to feed it. Very well put, Dingus. Uh, but I think that's a little bit of what they were getting towards, is that he got in touch with some sort of brutality, and unfortunately it looked ridiculous. And he, Part of the reason it's is he, that guy doesn't look like a loser pussy character. He's a big dude with tattoos. He's totally miscast. I, you know, I think it's, it's odd that this movie is a wish-fulfillment fantasy for sci-fi, for special effects geeks. Yes. And that is so apparent to me, and, and I didn't realize this until afterwards, that the movie was basically made by special effects geeks. Um, mm -hmm. Not only that, it was shot in one of their condos. That condo where it was shot and in the parking garage is where Greg, uh, are they Strauss? That's their name. Yeah, where Greg Strauss lives. Mm. Uh, and, and the fact that they made the main characters... And they spent, good Lord, this interminable 15 minutes, you know, early on in the movie, uh, introducing these characters. I mean, after an awesome opening, like, oh, it's their, the aliens are attacking, first shot of the movie. How innovative, how amazing and original. Until the 15, minute, 15 yeah. hours earlier title card, which I know Dingus yeah. loved. I know Dingus loves those. Uh, we had to see them well, back, you know, back, get a car ride from the airport. Dingus? We, you know, I I was I had the exact same reaction that Kelly just 
described, and the same thing happened that Tom then said, is that I was so excited that it just started yeah. from the jump, which it, which was such a, a difference from the way Cloverfield, for instance, started. Oh. Um, you know, we have all that party crap in, in Cloverfield, and this just starts, bam, we're just yeah. right into and I was really excited about that. I was like, all right, here I am. I'm sort of on the edge of my seat. And then we get right. the 15 hours earlier. <laughs> and I was seeing the movie with my dad, and my dad immediately started laughing because he knew, he knows how I feel about that. He started laughing at me because I almost, I don't know if I actually physically slapped my forehead or what, but but it was that, that moment of, oh, come on. And, and to no good effect. It, yeah. That is almost yeah. always the wrong choice. And here... It wasn't even the, it wasn't even as good as the crazies where you wonder how did we get to this point? How do we get to the point where the town is burning? It, 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 yeah. it, it, it isn't even as interesting as that because because the first thing we see in the movie is a surprise anyway, so we don't care yeah. how we got to that point. Right. It's punishment. You idiot. It really is. It's like there there it really is an instance I think where the filmmakers know, okay, we have to open with something interesting. Unfortunately, our characters can't really carry that weight. You know, we don't have anything beyond the actual alien invasion. So we've got to open with that as a tease and then go back and layer in the boring stuff. And that's almost always what those 15 hours earlier title cards mean, that the filmmakers have to front load it with something to get your attention because the writing and the acting and and just there's nothing else interesting enough to do that. So we have to sit through this special effects geek wish fulfillment scenario where guys who do special effects for movies live in these expensive condos and have hot blonde wives and drive Ferraris and and they're totally cut you know with perfect abs and all the hot chicks at the swimming pool know their name I mean I thought at first this was like that he was like a sports dude like I I wasn't sure I was understanding who was what to whom it's like that sports dude they introduced in the Resident Evil 3D movie. I was like, oh, okay, so the black guy from Scrubs is obviously like a basketball player or something. And then it became clear that now he's, you know, when everybody's talking about, hey, how's the robot fight coming? You know, he's the special effects guy. Uh, and this movie was made, you know, the, the Strauss brothers, Greg and Colin, they're special effects dudes. You know, they founded a special effects studio in Santa Monica, you know, and they, they basically cast themselves in this movie. It's like, hey, we're going to be the lead characters in a cool alien invasion movie. Which, well, right? If that's their actual condo. Then it's true. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. None of that makes it have would make it have to suck though. It just sucks despite like that. All could have been good. They could have been geniuses. Well, that could have also Kelly Wan and I was I, I had an inkling. I was hoping against hope that this could happen. That could have been a kind of a a, a cool little meta element. Like, hey, let's have special effects geeks who normally imagine this kind of stuff actually live through it. And they never touched on any of that. No. Uh, You know, when they're talking about the fact that they bring up a robot fight early in the movie, as, you know, the smarmy uh, studio dude is talking about the robot fight. I was like, okay, that's going to, there's going to be a fight between robots. Yeah, there's going to be some meta commentary. This is going to be smart and clever. And, uh, but no, this was, that was totally lost on me. Some random line I came up with. (laughs) Characterization because he's working on a robot fight. That's his character, dude. <laughs> you know, during the credits too, when the special effects uh, oh. credits roll, I noticed that at the very top, 
of some of the head guys at the studio actually got little cool like nicknames like there was a sunburst and there was a skittles and that you know like like john skittles smith you know listed as their credits but as you go farther and farther down the credits the peons don't get that privilege you know it's only the lead dudes who get to give themselves cool nicknames Mm, uh, well, in the world of this movie, they are rock stars. Oh, they're totally rock stars. Yeah, man, the pool. <laughs> there were times in the movie, too, where I was... I, I mean, early on, I really didn't like these guys. I was like, oh, God, you're going to be our lead characters. This, uh, this is, and there are times in the movie... I was like, well, couldn't couldn't the movie be about those guys? Like, there's a point where there's some people driving around a pickup truck, you know, shooting guns at the aliens and tearing off down the street. And I kind of yeah. felt like, can I, can I go with them? Yeah. <laughs> Can those guys be my lead characters? Uh, yeah, the people. I don't like the order they died in. Like they killed off the my hottest, the hot brunette, too early, and then the the dick character gets killed. Like, wouldn't it be cool if the dick character was the last one standing, and then that's his story? I was kind of thinking. Well, I didn't expect they would kill the black dude so quickly. I thought right, and so when that happened, I was like, okay, maybe you know, the bitchy blonde woman will be the only survivor. Right, uh, but no such luck. No. No. Even the con- even the concierge who you know when you're when you're sitting around thinking I don't I just don't care about a bunch of rich douches in a penthouse right. uh, the concierge shows up and and you know maybe I'll care about this guy because he's a working man but he's a dick too so. I couldn't tell if he was going to be the hero or the psycho and he he kind of was neither <laughs> he didn't although right. I guess he did sacrifice himself so he's kind of the hero but yeah you're right sacrifice he just does that that thing that kelly talked about and and the line is so ham-handed that was another i I have a i have so many of these list of things that i went with my hope that this tongue-in-cheek thing and and via candios you son of a bitch is one of them it's just such a dumb line why are you why racist against Span- Spanish speakers, because he's span- he's he's Spanglishing Jaws, he's taking <laughs> Jaws. <laughs> no, Jaws would be smile, you son of a, b- and then it gets cut off. Biocondias does not. I'm a racist, so I don't know. Biocondias means, isn't it? Oh, something about God. I don't know. Dingus, what does biocondias mean? Let's go with God. Ah, right, right, right. It's clearly a, a Terminator. Oh, that's his Which, tagline. No, that's Paso La Vista. But yeah, you know what? You're right. It is a Terminator Jaws mashup. So I, I'm I'm with you guys there. Yeah. But it makes no sense in an obvious way. I mean, to tell your tell your enemy that you're about to blow up to go with God. I mean, you you, you say I'll see you in hell. That's what you say. You don't say go with God. <laughs> Maybe he didn't know Spanish for that. Uh, good point. <laughs> uh, um, you know what else could have been good if it was a good movie? What? Like they the building could have been a character, Tom. Uh, yeah, I mean, I it seemed to me the building was more a budget limitation than anything else. Uh, th- this movie felt so dirt cheap to me. The fact that I, I I didn't know the budget until afterwards, but by the time it was over, the fact that you know no talented actors, much less names, they never get out on the streets. Um, all the special effects sequences just you know basically they even they piped them into the movie through that telescope like that telescope right, yeah. was a device so so they could limit the special effects sequence let's just show it on the screen right here uh and and they kept the blinds closed i mean it just felt so dirt cheap um yeah. throughout and and that's what that's what the fact that they never leave that building felt like to me 
Like, you know what? We need to do an alien invasion, but we're only going to have one setting. So when they, when they got, that's the thing. When they got in the cars, yeah. I was like, okay, now we're going to get out into the yeah. city, and there's going to be like this 2012 stuff, you know, with the mm-hmm. city being torn up or Independence Day. Mm-hmm. And that just gets, you know, literally stomped on right, right before they can they get out. They didn't even the do things like cheap things they could have done. Like, the, they try to call one person. Oh, with the, well, the whole, I mean, the fact that, that there was so much stuff in here that would, that just internal consistency just, it, it made no sense. Like when, when they turn on the TV and there are empty newsrooms and stuff, yeah. like I thought they would shoot oh, special it. effect sequences of this happening around the world, but they couldn't even, they didn't even do that. It, what, what, and what kind of disaster is it where you can get reception, but it's an empty newsroom? I mean, that, I, I was like, what? Really? Yeah. That's what you're going to do? But that, gonna be, that seats are empty. <laughs> and that's something I, I absolutely loved. I loved seeing those empty seats. I thought that was hilarious. Because no. it didn't and make I sense. Well, of course it As does. a joke, but I don't think see, Dingus, I, I, no. I think it, 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 if, if it was intended as a joke, I would find it hilarious, but I just thought it was like chintzy and made no sense. Like I, I, They didn't shoot it as... That's what I'm saying. They're, they could have made an awesome joke out of that with the exact same footage, but it's cut all wrong. No, you're abs- both of you are absolutely right. But but this is what I'm talking about, and this was the first indication where I was trying to be forgiving and look for excuses. When I saw those two empty seats, I just thought that was so funny, because that is not something you ever see. You either see snow, or you see panicky uh, news anchors, or you see all those things you guys were talking about, shots from around the world, which are not that expensive to do, you know, just sort of goofy things like you see in in the TVs in Cloverfield, for instance. But seeing those just two empty empty (laughs) anchor chairs, I thought that was hilarious. And I thought, okay, okay, now I get where this movie is going. Because, again, keep in mind, I watched none of the marketing for this movie, so I don't know if the marketing has been tongue-in-cheek or if it's been in earnest or what. I don't know where we're going. So I'm leaning with every movie I see to be forgiving and to want to see what makes it work. And so when I saw those two empty uh, anchor chairs, I just thought that was great. And I it would have been funny if they'd shown them again later. Like they just—that's the best channel they they get. Well, here's I think another instance of of where you can see these these are special effects dudes making a movie and not movie makers. And it's an important distinction because here, here's what happens: they know something terrible's going on. They are like, we're going to go to the roof. You check the TV. And the, the chick checks her little uh, her iPhone or whatever, and she's like, yeah, there's nothing. It hasn't been updated since 4 o'clock or whatever. The TV is blank. So the reason – you don't do that in a disaster, by the way. I don't know about you guys, but whenever I feel like a little tremor or something, I want to, like, turn on the radio and hear what the Richter scale was, you know. Like, you check the news. You, that's the first place you go if there's a disaster. You know, when we heard about 9-11 for whatever, we, we go and we turn on the TV – that's not what they did in this movie, and the reason they didn't do that, the reason these guys want to go to the roof, first off, is because I'm convinced the guys at this special effects studio, you know, Greg and Colin Strauss, they had this idea for, let's have that shot of them on the roof of the building with the sky above, filled with the aliens coming down. Like, they thought of that as a special effects sequence, a single mm-hmm. shot, and that's the poster, and it looks great. But if you have them knowing what's going on on the radio or on the TV, you can't do that shot. So this movie was made by special effects guys and not anybody who has a sense for how to tell a story about a disaster or the end of the world or an alien invasion. Uh, and I just, I just I just hated that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't have much visual imagination like for their own ideas. Well, that's true, too, Kelly Wan. I mean, these guys... 
I mean, you talk about it being derivative, and yeah, those matrix squids, good lord, that was so blatant to me. Yeah. Uh, but, but I think I that's the first was... thing everybody has to think, the matrix immediately, when you see those goofy things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else did it rip off? Let's name them. Well, I, I think, too, the, uh, it, it's a, I, I get, I don't know if you would, if this would qualify as a trope, but there's another alien invasion movie called Monsters that recently came out that has a very, and it does that same scene, and I, I think this goes back to the original War of the Worlds. The, the probing alien tentacle with an eyeball on the tip, and everybody hiding while it's worming its way around looking at stuff. Uh, like that's so derivative, you know. That's even from the abyss. Uh, yeah, that's. I think it's best done in the abyss. Well, isn't as that? As soon as you said that, isn't that in happening. the original War of the Worlds? Like the the original War of the Worlds, they have the whole mm-hmm. bit where they have to hide in the ruined house. And I seem to recall as a kid, there's a there's a little tentacle with a little camera lens or something on the front of it, and there's that tense scene where the characters are hiding and the little tentacles looking around. Kelly Wan, can you back me up on that? Yeah, it's in both. It's in the remake too. Right, right. But uh, it, I, I remember it first from the uh, the nineteen. 19- Not in the books. Not in the book, Tom. Ah, well, good. I'm glad we have cinema. Why I? It's got a vicar though. So, so that was derivative. Uh, what do you guys have that's derivative? What else did they rip off? Uh, the accents from Bad News Bears go to Japan. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow, I have no idea what that meant, but I like it. Uh, Dreamcatcher, because it gets the stuff on you. I did not see Dreamcatcher. What stuff does it? There's get? a Twilight Zone episode with Shatner, I think, where he does that thing with the face. That's lifted from a Twilight Zone episode. What's the thing with the face? Where he does it after he's in the new body, like runs his finger down her nose so that she knows it's him. Ah, right, right, okay. right. Yeah. That's a lift. Okay. Good. Uh, I guess all of the the I, I I got a what's that movie where dragons attack L.A. Is it called Dragon? Wars? Oh, Rain of Fire. No, no, no. That was the Korean. Movie. No, no, no. Kelly Wand, the Korean one. I think it's called Dragon Wars. Have you not seen Dragon Wars, Kelly Wand? I don't see movies. <laughs> don't even start. <laughs> There's a great yeah. movie. I, I say Wars. a great movie. It's a, oh yeah yeah good thing if it has its own like name. Uh, it's a great terrible movie about dragons attacking L.A. and it's got like. You, you know, dragons and, and helicopters in a fight, and uh, it's kind of low budget, but they put a lot of money in the special effects, so there's some budget there. Uh, but all this stuff, like all the, the the fighter stuff, I guess that's from Independence Day, isn't it? Kind of. Yeah. Same yeah. ships, look the same too. Well, the the whole nuclear, the the nuke thing is uh, is an Independence Day thing, except that it, it feels like it's going to go in a different direction in this film, because in Independence Day, of course, the nuke does nothing except destroy the city, and in, in this, it, it appears to destroy the ship, and then, it, of course, it just regenerates. And the right. city. Right. And the city regenerates. That's pretty helpful. <laughs> Apparently. It's <laughs> very helpful. It looks perfect in that one. It was so... And these are special effects guys. Why don't they see that they're... Well, nothing really got destroyed. You know, and that's... I think I read... In the interview that I read with uh, the Strauss brothers, where they explain, yeah, this was shot in, in Greg's condo, they, they talked about wanting to do a, an alien invasion with a different vibe, where rather than the aliens coming here and just knocking stuff over, they're just wanting to suck people out and not do damage. You know, they, they lift people out with the tractor beam and the blue light. Mm-hmm. They, they 
suck them into the motherships that way, and then a cleanup crew of those big King Kong stomper things and the little drone aliens that can go in the basement, then they take over, and they're, they're less gentle, and they can smash buildings and stuff. So I like, even though I didn't, I didn't really realize that was happening until I read it in the, in the interview, I like that concept of a, a more, uh, a, a less, like, rubble-inducing alien invasion. That could have been cool, maybe. Uh, but I think that's partly why they avoided stuff like uh, the traditional Independence Day stuff, where buildings are getting trashed and knocked over. Uh, well, they go for they go for what you're talking about, Tom. When there's a, there's a line early on where they're just peeking out the window and they see something moving among the buildings, and somebody says, "There's something down there," and you get a real sort of Cloverfield feel. Yeah. Like we're not going to see this creature at all, and then they just throw all that out when when the when the car gets stomped and then we see all of these creatures running around and sucking people up like vacuum cleaners which uh, there's there's such a neat idea i think of the siren song uh if i if i could put it that way of the of the blue lights coming down and them needing it and wanting to go if you see something that beautiful why would you not go right toward it uh, and it, there seems to be something there, but but like everything else in this movie, it, it, there's no payoff for it. It never really plays out. There's no reason for it. If if all these aliens are like gigantic vacuum cleaners, you don't really need that. And the, and like Kelly said in his in his uh, Skylinopsis, the one guy gets powerful, nobody else does. It's just oh. Weird. Yeah, I, I wanted to address that because okay, well here's the thing: is if in my version of Skyline, which wouldn't suck. This idea, part of the movie would have been about how L.A. is terrible, uh, how people hate L.A. And actually, like doesn't it. even, doesn't someone, is that another movie I watched? Isn't there a point where someone says, I hate L.A.? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, 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 you gotta laugh. The, the pregnant girl. That's right, right. So in my version of Skyline, which wouldn't have sucked, this would have been uh, a satire about how L.A. sucks. And the fact that they are from out of town, and all of the, whatever, mm. 12 million people or whatever that get sucked up in this ship... Uh, the only one who has a red brain, which can transcend the, the process of being put into another body, is the guy from out of town. You know, everybody else in L.A. doesn't have that instinct to make them stand up for their loved ones because they all suck because L.A. is a terrible place full of superficial people. But the one guy from out of town has the special red brain that will, will break the process down and eventually uh, destroy the alien invasion from within. So it would be about because he's not from L.A. He's from Bakersfield. Yeah, aren't they from out east? By the way, they destroyed yeah. this, my theory, They're when from... they start showing that, you know, like New York and London and other towns are being invaded. Where are they from? I think it's, it's Brooklyn or something. Aren't they, aren't they from Brooklyn? Yeah, yeah, they even say. Uh, well, maybe I, that's I would... going on on the other ships, too. Well, but in my story, the, the only reason the guy has a red brain is because he's not from L.A. Everybody in L.A. Is, is easy to just take their brain out and stick it into, you know, it's like a fuel cell for the, the machines or whatever. You just stick out their brains and they work fine. But the out-of-towner, you know, his brain breaks the process. Is, is that what it's supposed to be? Because I, I, I hesitate to ask this, but I am kind of interested in what the concept was. They're, they're, ba they're batteries, because when the uh, brain gets ripped out of the, the drone in the basement of the parking garage, once it gets a new brain, it gets power from that. Um, G-Matrix. So, so it's just the Matrix, because, because yeah. what I started thinking at, at a late point, and again, this is me being forgiving, is that what, what if it, the whole thing is flipped and these aliens are actually, are actually harvesting our brains in order to rescue us because the Earth is about to be destroyed? Because ah. the Earth is... Because 
of global warming or whatever, what have right. you. We're about to be destroyed, and they're they're actually helping us. They're taking our brains in order to upload us yep. and and save the consciousness of the human race one by one. I like Dingus's movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that uh, of course didn't happen. And 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 then at the end, in the in the little addendum or whatever that that last se- little mini sequel was, where he protects the girl. Uh, I I didn't understand what was going on with all of those brains and why his brain was red and whose brain was being put where and. It looked like it could have gone somewhere interesting, and I didn't realize it was all just copper tops. Uh, Dingus, you should watch, and I wouldn't say this to anyone, and I only say this with reservations. I don't really mean it, but you should watch uh, Knowing, the Alex Proyas Um, movie with uh, Nicolas Cage. All right, thanks. (laughs) This also reminded me at times, like I I, I don't really want to say this because it's kind of a spoiler to mention it in the same breath as Skyline, but it... uh, you know what? Pretend we're not talking about Skyline right now. Everybody who's listening, pretend this isn't the movie we're talking about. Pretend that I just, out of the blue, suggested, hey, you should see The Forgotten, that Julianne Moore movie. What? I know. That's a no. Yeah. That's, that's no, a really... No, no, no. No, That's good. That's good, Tom. So, okay, now, now let's talk about Skyline. Forget that thing. Forgotten has nothing to do with Skyline. Don't see The Forgotten. What do you, why are you, have you seen it, Kelly Wand? Yeah. Okay. I don't like you and me are having words later on. Yeah. She <laughs> don't even so start, Kelly Wand. You're why th- does it let her live? It's Kelly Wand. Stop. Stop. Just stop right there. Right. So let me give you an anecdote about me watching Skyline uh, to get away from the Forgotten because I I think Tom's recommendation stands. Please do watch the Forgotten, and then Ugh. come back and discuss it with Kelly Wand. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, one of my experiences in watching Skyline, and again, I was constantly looking for reasons why this might be tongue-in-cheek, was I thought the music was unremittingly horrible. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was this, this generic, awful, uh, David Arnold, Independence Day kind of music. Just mm-hmm. uh, over-the-top and oh, just unbearable. And one of the reasons, again, and I, I brought up Cloverfield a couple of times, uh, one of the reasons I like Cloverfield so much more than this is because, accidentally, Cloverfield doesn't have any music at mm-hmm. all, other than the incidental things that the video camera picks up. And it's it's so much more uh, relaxing to watch than this is. This is just awful. The music is terrible. And it drove me crazy. It just was constantly intruding on every scene. And so I'm watching the movie, and the credits are rolling, and the name of the composer scrolls up on the screen, and... and in unison, cheer goes up for the entire theater. Oh. And I realize I'm sitting amongst people who are related to in some way or friends with the guy who composed the worst score, which is one score. of the things I hated most about the movie. Uh, but also a lot of special effects people apparently were there, too. And and what I said earlier was I, I thought, wow, it's sold out at 9 o'clock on Friday night. This, is, this movie's going to be huge. And then I thought, oh, no, I just found myself in the screening. But both of you were in sold-out screenings, too. So, Well, it did only make, like, uh, $11 million. And, and, like, it got trounced by the train movie. And uh, wasn't there some cartoon that opened this weekend? Maybe that was last weekend. Is it uh, the uh, Megamind? I think it got trounced by both of those. Um, 
Did you guys? It's already made its budget back then. Well, but there's marketing. The convention. I mean, it'll it'll do fine because it's such a dirt cheap movie. I mean, that's that's the nature of this genre. You just do some crappy low budget movie, market it well enough, it'll make its money back. These are, these are the genre is fairly profitable, so it, it'll do fine. These guys might even get to do a sequel, by the way. Uh, I know that's their intention, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Did you think any of the model work was good? Because they there were the, these little models when the when the credits started. Models. Yeah, the, when the credits start, there are these little. Um, it's just of, of him sh- like standing over his wife, like that thing. That right, but they look like little models. Topless? Or is it all CG? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Thing is, I'm I'm just assuming they don't do a lot of like practical stuff. That it is all CG. Uh-huh. But I, I, you know, I liked the uh, how they played with this idea of the the blue light and how each of the little different incarnations had blue light. And I, I don't know. I mean, it, there was some cool stuff as, as far as the, the actual creature design. Even though you know you had the Matrix thing, but there was the underground drone one with the tentacles and. Uh, I, I kind of like that I never got a sense for what the motherships looked like. That they were just like these big organic things. I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, like the homeworld cataclysm aliens, huh, guys? I would actually go with you a little bit there, oh. Kelly Wand. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. The, the, uh, I, I kind of liked, even though it was so stupid... I liked this idea of the the one plucky stealth fighter, uh, you know, getting through the screen of alien fighters just in time to launch its nuclear missile. I mean, that's that's so not how you deliver a tactical nuclear strike, and and the and it's so stupid too that they have the one stealth fighter with a screen of these predator drones that are like fighter cover. That's not how you use those in the real world, and it, and that's cool with me that they don't show it that way, but I just got the sense that, you know what, these are special effects dudes who think these Predator drones look cool, they think a stealth fighter looks cool, and they're just going to make a scene regardless of how those things are actually logic. used. Yeah, no logic, we just want things that look cool, doing cool stuff, and here's our little stealth fighter, he's going to be the main character in this one sequence where it just has to get close enough to launch its missile before it crashes. Mm-hmm. That was so stupid, but I enjoyed it. I, I like that kind of thing. Uh, they didn't shoot it cool, though. There's, there's really, I mean, I just think the guys aren't very good filmmakers. Uh, no. It's just so obvious. Do they think they are? Well, they're, they've, I'll bet they've got a profitable movie on their hands, even though it's got, you know, like 10% at Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're very pleased with themselves, I would think. Uh, well, they made a AVP Resurrection. Oh, that's thing. right, Dingus, yeah. Okay. Yes. yes, the second one. Did you see that, Tom? I did. With the teenagers? It's the one, it's, uh, well, there's only two of them. There's the first one where they, it's like a dungeon crawl where they go in the pyramid. And this is the one where it gets, so the cool thing about the second one, though, and they didn't do anything here, the second one had a lot of practical stuff. Like it had a it had a fight between practical aliens and maybe they were predators, but dudes in suits. It had dudes in big latex suits, which you don't mm. see much of. And I, I, you know, it's kind of ironic that these guys did that in the AVP movie, and here it's all just CG. It's not it's not very well integrated CG. Um, mm. So, who wins in the requiem? Um, no matter who wins, we all lose. Oh, uh, the audience. <laughs> Uh, I did like. Okay, here's another thing I wanted to. I wanted to make a note of this. I love the fact that and Kelly Wan, you got this wrong in your synopsis. 
Uh, so I want to correct you on this. I love the fact that they're locked out on the roof. The black guy has a gun. He's shooting the gun at the handle. <laughs> and just like in real life, that will not unlock a locked door. <laughs> you shoot a gun at the handle. It took the wife opening the door from the other side to rescue them. Uh, yeah. I, I like and the fact. And she looks into it. And then she looks into it. But I like the fact that, you know, he's shooting. He does this, this typical movie thing of shooting at the handle. Uh, and it does not open the door. In normal movie logic, yeah, that, that's all you need to open a locked door is you just shoot the handle off with a couple of bullets. Uh, so they got lucky. They're idiots, and they should have died. Well, they did. Eh, he did. By the way, I also want to say, and, and just because this is a huge thing for me and Dingus, part what what some of the the minimal enjoyment I got, well, I enjoy even watching crappy movies, but part of what helped me enjoy this movie is having not seen the trailers, is early on yeah. when they've got the blinds down and they're saying things like, uh, you know, don't go out there, you don't know what's out there. The fact that I, as an audience member, haven't seen any of the, the, promote, the trailers for this, which show everything, that I haven't seen any of this, I don't know what's out there either, and that gives it a sense of suspense. Uh, and when the alien stomps on the sports car, I didn't know that was coming. And that, by the way, is in the trailer. I, yeah. you know, that I would have hated That's this in movie. the trailer. That's in the trailer. That's yeah. totally in the trailer. Everything yes. is in the trailer, Dingus. They show everything except for the final the helicopter. Set. They that helicopter, exactly. All that's in the trailer. Both of them looking into it and their eyes getting tweaked. They, they show both of them flowing and flying up into the air in the blue. Yeah, it doesn't show a red brain in the trailer. It does not show any of that last part. Yeah, but but all the other that early suspense stuff and the surprise of the car getting stomped on. If you watch the trailer, you don't get to enjoy any of that because you know what's out there. And I just I just want to say, people listening. Don't watch trailers. You'll you'll enjoy even crappy movies more. No, well, in the trailer, they also had a Stephen Hawking quote. And that made me think, oh, he's going to be in it. Well, and in the first trailer, the first teaser for the movie, they show uh, them watching TV of this happening around the world. Really? Yeah, yeah. They show, uh, you know, they use those special effects sequences they did as if they were news broadcasts of this happening around the world, as if that's something that we're going to see in the movie. That's cheating. Totally cheating. It's like that trailer for The Road where they they show it as... They give us empty chairs. Yeah, we get empty chairs in the movie, but in the trailer... uh, And I like, too, by the way, when they leave... They do such the L.A. thing of taking two cars, even though they didn't need to. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. And they were basing it on their annoyance with each other over romantic entanglement. That's character yeah. development, yeah. Charlie Wand. Character development right there. Was Crystal Reed character development? I don't know who that is. Who's Crystal Reed? That brunette. Oh, oh. Okay, what's she from, TV? I don't know. Look <laughs> at her. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I can't believe I thought it was R. It said R on my ticket. So see, they lie to me all the way to the ticket window. What in this movie could possibly have been R? Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, <laughs> where is R? Where is Crystal Reed Topless? Where is the brain thing coming off the whatnot? The, the brains were all conspic- conspicuously bloodless, too, by the way. Even though they had little uh, spinal column tendrils hanging off of them, they, they were all v- very clean, very neat, yeah. very shiny. Yeah. Uh, what is our plan with the fetus, by the way? What's the whole and deal? And she's infected, it... and so he was infected. Uh, I'm sure they have some spell. We'll find that out in the sequel, Dingus. Oh, good. Thank goodness. I hope so. <laughs> uh, by the way, I'm also a, a little bit peeved. Do you guys know the tagline for this movie? 
the real one, not don't the Kelly Ripa one. Yeah, that makes no sense. Don't look up makes no sense. Nobody ever, no, nobody ever vertically shines the light down onto someone. Oh, right. It's always horizontal. This, the, the, don't look out. The tagline for this movie should be, don't look forward. <laughs> Which, don't look. Don't look, yeah, don't just don't look. Don't look. <laughs> Don't watch this movie. One, two, three, not only you and me, got one eighty degrees, and I'm caught in between. Counting one, two, three, beat upon the three, getting down with three feet, everybody. Oh, let's do a three by three. Thank you. No inappropriate sex joke. (laughs) I guess I got them in all earlier. Sorry. Uh, That's what she said. Is that our first Netflix See? we said on this podcast, by the way? No, surely not. Uh, all right, this week's 3x3. Three three. Uh, by the way, Skyline, if Skyline weren't a crappy movie, it would apply for this week's 3x3. Three three. Mm-hmm. This week's 3x3, three three, great movies that have terrible titles. Uh, mm-hmm. For instance, Skyline. I don't know why it's called Skyline. It has really nothing. I mean, stuff happens in the sky. Uh, you never it's called Skyline because one character says... His apartment has a great view. Aha, good. Okay, well. So and then they shut the blinds and we don't see it. Right, yeah. <laughs> don't look. No, it should be called Blind. Blind line. Uh, so this week's 3x3, three three, great movie, shame about the title. Uh, so I just want to hear from you guys what great movies you know of that, that you think have terrible titles. Uh, and hopefully we can get in some arguments about it. Uh, some of this. Mm. So let's let's see how this goes. Uh, Kelly Wan, you will be doing our three by three. You'll be introducing it for next week. So you start off. What is your number three great movie? Shame about the name. Well, I saw. I like this topic, and I tried to stick to movies. See, some movies when you see the movie, right, and you think it's a bad title. After you see the movie, you go, oh, that's a good title. Mm-hmm. Like like to me, Hudsucker Proxy seems kind of like a weird title. But then you see the movie, you go, yeah, it fits. I can go with that. And, and also a lot of movies, in a, a, just a quick interjection, uh, a lot of movies are named after books or songs or whatnot, and you may not know that seeing the movie, but you only find out later. Like, I, I, don't, I hope I'm not spoiling anybody's pick, but Let the Right One In, uh, you know, is based um, on a Morrissey song. What? What? But, but come on, it's a great title, though. I mean, I, I can't imagine you guys would think that's a bad title. Did I really? I don't. Oh, okay. Of course not. I just wanted to agree. Okay. I was actually worried there for a minute, Dingus, that you thought it was a terrible title. But I think that's a great title, even though it doesn't make sense because it's based on a, a movie. But it entices It makes you want to know more right. instantly. Like, okay. it's, an, it's, an, it's an objectively good title right. because it draws you in. Well, so, that, that's what makes this so difficult is because I, I was thinking of things that I, that I think that shouldn't be a good title, but I love it nonetheless. And so rather than having... Uh, runners up, I'll probably have more of those. Well, and that's right. When we talk about runners up, there's some things that I'm not sure about that I think, you know, this might be a, a, a terrible title, but I love the movie so much and I'm so used to the title, I'm not sure. So I have a couple that I want to ask you guys about for runners up, but we'll get to those later. So, okay, so Kelly Wan, I'm sorry I cut you off. Uh, take it away. What's your number three? Uh, and, and do you have any more you need to explain about the topic? Well, I just want to, like, for example, they shoot horses, don't they? Ah. It's like a movie I didn't see for a long time because I thought, oh, the title makes it sound like a stupid musical or something. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I've never seen that movie, but I love that title. You haven't seen They Shoot Horses, don't No, they? I don't I don't see Jane Fonda movies. Ooh. <laughs> You have to see it. Okay. Do you know what it's about? If you know, you know what it's about... I confuse it with Clute, which I think I've also never seen. No, forget Clute. Okay. 
I almost okay. chose that. But they shoot horses, don't they, is you will never forget. Is it based on a book or a play? That sounds like the name of a play. But... Yeah. Okay. And then it's based on something we used... It's based on a, an American custom <laughs> that uh, I wasn't really hip on until I saw the movie. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> really? All right. Well, you've piqued my curiosity, Kelly. I'm putting that on my list right now. They shoot... The title's a total spoiler. Yeah, please see it instantly. Okay. You get, you get to see the dirt thing, is? No, I didn't. But I, I know uh, I, I have an idea of what it's about, and and even knowing what it's about and the title, I I get turned off even more. Oh no, it's good. But maybe not for you. It's a Sydney Pollock movie. Anyway, all right, let's get <laughs> on to the not, bad. Maybe not for you. <laughs> Wait, I just realized my first one's dumb because it's not a good movie. But it's the most annoying movie title to me. Well, hopefully it should be a great movie. It has to be. A All right, I'm going to pretend I like it so I can put it on my. List. <laughs> well, is this your number three or your number one? Let's go to your. Let's go with your number three right now. All right, my number three is, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Really, you don't like that? I hate it because it's not grammatically correct. It should be Honey, I've Shrunk the Kids, or Honey, I've Shrunken the Kids, or Honey, I Shrank the Kids. If water was involved, I don't think water's involved. Can't remember. I think it's electricity. Anyway, the reason I'm really pissed off all the time is just because it's bad grammar. It's because for decades of my life, every time I see that movie or that title, I think that's stupid. It should be shrank, and so it's stuck there forever in my mind, taking up valuable space. Is that true though? That's grammatically incorrect. I shrunk the kids. Is not correct. No, it's past participle. So fuck you, Disney. But I have a pitch at you next week, so no hard feelings. <laughs> Should be honey, the kids were shrunk? By honey, me. And if, he's a scientist, too, so he would know the right word. <laughs> he's a he's scientist, a Kelly Wand, not an English teacher. So honey, so honey, the kids were shrunk by me. Is a, Okay. Well, honey, why is I honey, shrink, I, shrank I shrank the kids? <laughs> why is I shrank the kids a bad title? The shrank sounds like a character. Yeah. Sounds like a green ogre voiced by Mike Myers. Makes me not want to see the movie. Honey, I Shrek the Kids. Uh, by the way, so is that that's a great movie, Kelly Wand? I don't think I've seen that. No. It's sad when the ant dies, spoiler alert. But as far as, like, the whole inner space, uh, uh, what's the uh, okay. Fantastic I mean, Voyage, like it, okay. Well, I like, I'm kind of a sucker for that stuff. Actually, do they go, I, real quick, so they don't go inside anybody's body, do they? Because maybe that, that's what I'm... Do, but the dog saves them. So it's more like a what's the oh incredible shrinking man that's the that's the uh, template isn't it? Yeah. Okay. But the shrinking man has that awesome ending where he goes. Oh right. Be awesome. Right, right. And then it, he it's like this uh, mystical ending. All right. Dingus, did you know that was incorrect? Because you're you're good on you you're good at grammar. Uh, I'm really good. Honey, I blew up the baby. Is correct. I did but not know that was incorrect, and I couldn't care less about that movie because it's not a great movie. Oh, sorry. What? Oh, snap. Is that Rick Moranis directed, by the way? Yeah. No. Or, no, yeah. no, 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 not Rick Moranis. The, uh, the, the, the Ivan Reitman. Isn't that Ivan Reitman? No. No? Okay. I want to say Joe Dante, but oh. I think that's enough. I'm that's... thinking of Interface with Dennis Quaid. Hmm. All right. Hang on, I'll look it up. Well, you think it's a great movie, so okay. I, I like yeah, the title, great, though. I mean, you're, I, I'm with you, though, on, on incorrect grammar. That would drive me crazy. I did not know that. And then, Joe Johnston. Ah, right. That's He's like a poor man's Joe Johnston. I don't like bad grammar in movie titles. Unless it's... Uh, but The Wind Done Gone's okay, that book. Because hmm. it's... It's, uh, it's 
security piece. Okay. <laughs> That's how they talk back then. All right. All right, Dingus, what is your... Thanks for screwing What is your number three? Now, Dingus, do you have a great movie for us, unlike Kelly Wand? Mm. Yes, I do. Uh, my number three is, Honey, I Could Care Less About the Kids. <laughs> honey, I literally shrunk the kids. <laughs> ah, right. Honey, for all, inti- for all intents and purposes, I literally shrunk the kids. Honey, FYI, kids, she's totally shrunken now. <laughs> honey, I could have shrugged the kids. <laughs> but, sorry, I apologize. I apologize. All right, my number three is The Born Supremacy. Oh, come on, really? I hate that title. Because uh, you don't I know how to it, pronounce the word? It's a self-congratulatory, isn't it? Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> because to me it feels like, and again, this is, this is, uh, this is from a book. It feels like Ludlum said, okay, I've born identity. I got that. Um, all right, let's look at it. Let me get out my thesaurus. <laughs> what, what are some good words? Supremacy. Supreme. Does it have anything to do with story? No. But supre- born supremacy sounds good, so I'm going to throw that in there. And That's then in the thesaurus. And um, I, I just can't stand the title. Uh, I love the movie. I absolutely love the born supremacy. Uh, but I can't stand it. What I... What I meant to start this out by saying, rather than just launching the title, is I, I tried to set myself the task of actually properly retitling the films the, the myself, but, but I'm horrible at that. And the best I could come up with was The Born Solitary, which is terrible. <laughs> it is pretty bad, Dingus. Wow. Um, but I just I can't stand The Born Supremacy. It, it really smacks of... Of, of Robert Ludlum writing The Born Identity and then going, wait, 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 I've got another one. Hold on and then tacking the word supremacy on it. Hey, it, to me, it has nothing to do with the movie or the character. It or just the plot. Has, or, or anything. It just, it just sounds like another word mm. that's descriptive that I'm going to throw onto the end. That's a good that, one. That, that echoes identity. That's a really good one. And I, I, yeah, thanks for ruining the title for me, Dingus. I'd never thought about that before. Because Ultimatum works, even though I didn't care for the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, that one totally works. But, uh, right. yeah. And yeah. identity works. Identity's right. perfect, right. Uh, gosh. Okay, thanks, Dingus. Right. Is Paycheck a great movie with Ben Affleck? Ben Payfleck? <laughs> what? It's a great title for that movie. <laughs> it's a perfect title for that movie. <laughs> yeah, for if you're him. Or John Woo. Isn't that John Woo? Yeah. John Woo. Yeah. All right, my number three, and this is a great movie, unlike Kelly Wand. I don't understand why this movie's called this, and I love this movie, but why is Reservoir Dogs called Reservoir Dogs? That's a great title. It's a terrible title. What does it have to do? First of all, I have never heard of that idiom. I've never heard of dogs being in a reservoir. I've heard of, like, junkyard dogs. Why is it good? What is is a dog at a reservoir? Do they paddle around in the water? What what is the significance of a dog at a reservoir, Kelly Wand? Hmm. Let me think about it. It has nothing to do with the movie. It has absolutely nothing to do with the movie. Bottle and, rocket and, has anything to do with that. Yes, it does. They shoot bottle rockets, and it's a, it's a sort of an illustration of how they fizzle out and make a little bang with their lives. Bottle rocket is a perfect name for that movie. No, sorry, by the way, if that's one of your picks, Kelly Wand, I didn't, I didn't mean to get it. No, I don't. Do they really shoot bottle rockets? Yeah, yeah. There's a great scene of of Owen Wilson after he's you know he realizes that he's sort of been marginalized by Luke Wilson meeting the girl. He's out in the field just sort of idly futzing around with firecrackers and bottle rockets, and I think he's got a Roman candle. Uh, it totally fits in. Yeah. 
Is Little Women a great movie? <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold that. Hold it for the right. uh but, but Reservoir Dogs, I don't get it. I don't understand. Uh, and it's I'm, not the Reservoir but I'm so used to the title that it's like what there's I think there's dogs in that movie, are there? There's a there's a whole mythology around that title. And there's no whales why... in Wales of August and it takes place in June. So what do you have against Betty Davis? <laughs> Things what were you saying before Kelly Wong's Wales of August diatribe? <laughs> it's it's why I love I love that title and it was one that that I would have brought up for my runners-up because it's something that, that makes no sense when you watch the movie, but for me, just rings absolutely true for what this movie should be. Yeah. Well, how? But, Why? What does a Reservoir Dog mean? I don't well, know what that well, is. The mythology well, there's around blood. the movie. There's, it's like a res- reservoir full of blood in the warehouse. Well, that would be blood Reservoir Dogs. No, but they're dogs because they're wearing, like, suits. And Dingus, what is this mythology? Kelly wants to listen to that stuff. What do you, what do you have? <laughs> the mythology Dang. around the title of this film uh, is that Quentin Tarantino famously worked in a video store as he was writing these movies. And, um, and people would come in and ask for certain titles and not know how to ask for them. And one of the titles they would ask for was Au revoir, les enfants. <laughs> Okay, maybe I love this title. Go ahead. And so I they would come in and say, for the gang. they would try to ask for au revoir les enfants, <laughs> and and for whatever reason, and I'm not sure what the uh, how this worked out, but he started to hear it as Reservoir Dogs, au revoir les enfants, <laughs> and so people would he just heard them asking for Reservoir Dogs, and he just in his head solidified that as the title of a film that he was going to write, Reservoir Dogs. It was just that sort of thing that you hear when you hear a foreign language. Au revoir les enfants. And so that, that's what I heard or read many, many right. years ago. And it might be an apocryphal tale. But it was, it was why I, I sort of was okay with this. It, okay. Is that a, a filmmaker or a kid working in a video store and he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to title my film Reservoir Dogs and it doesn't matter if it makes any sense. Okay, but then I hate it more. I mean, I love the story, but it has no bearing on what he's actually created and committed to film, I, I think. So I, I just, Wait. that's so gratuitous. Okay, I got it. You're, abso- you're absolutely right about it being gratuitous. It has nothing to do with it. You're absolutely right. No, no. Because criminals, they're like low, they're like small-time gangsters and like dogs who hang around a reservoir are like stray dogs, like criminals, and no one's giving them water, so they have to steal it from the reservoir. Kelly Wan, these days, reservoirs have gates around them. How is the dog going to get into the You're reservoir? stuck on the inside, Mr. Smart. <laughs> Take that, Skyline apologist. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, Skyline hater, what's your number two? What's, the, what's your number two, Kelly oh, Wan? Great so movie, shame about the name. Is it, in fact, a great movie, unlike your number three? Well, you will say this isn't a great movie, but Dingus will get a boner. <laughs> How do you know I don't have one already? Whoa. I mean, maintain it. Uh, Star Wars. Because when I saw it, in a way, it helped the movie. Because I didn't know. I thought that it was about movie stars <laughs> before I saw it. Because I was seven, and my mom had seen it already. I was like dragged Orange County to see it. Like, oh, it's this line, Star Wars. And just the poster just said the words. So I thought I was going to see like some fucking Bette Midler, Barbra Streisand thing. <laughs> I was seven years old. And then spaceships are flying in my head. And uh, so I still don't think it's a good title. I think after all these years, we're just used to. 
Well, yeah. So, Kelly, one night, this was one of my runners up, but I, the reason I excuse it, and I'm okay with it, is just because it does have that sound of pulp sci-fi, and that that works. But, you know, there's really only one war going on here. Now that we've right. had the, it's not. now that we've had the prequels, maybe maybe George Lucas was was in, he intended that that would work out. There would be multiple wars, but at the time, there was only the one war. You know, the there's stars. Death Star. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and uh, at first, yeah. But don't, the reason I can't pick this one is, don't you think it fits that pulp sci-fi feel, though? Well, is the movie also called A New Hope, which is also no, crappy? No, it is not called that. Nobody, there's never been a movie made called A New Hope. That's his effort. George to... Lucas slapped that on to just, just give I'm it saying. a brand, right? Right, right. So it's like a bad title already, and then he puts that on it. But it's not. Like, right. It's already called Just Star Wars. And it's even worse. He makes it worse. Okay. You know what? Yeah, this Lucas went already. Like even then, he was shitifying. <laughs> a new hope. You know, it opens with a new hope. From what? A new hope, hope is an awesome. Th- that was one that I considered the, the rebranding because, as with Raiders of the Lost Ark or Indiana Jones and the, all the Star Wars films have been rebranded as Star Wars. Da 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 da. And so right. the first film, or the first film we know of, is actually, the title of it is actually A New Hope. And if you think of that as, as the title of a sci-fi film, that's great in a horrible... See, Raiders of the Lost Ark was a trick, too, because Raiders of the Lost Ark, you go, oh, it sounds like a documentary or something. No, I didn't think so at all. Yeah. I, think, I think that, again, sounds like a perfect like pulp serial kind of story. It is, it is perfect, but it's been rebranded as Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> in much the way that it's Star Wars A New Hope. So the actual title of that film is A New Hope, which is a horrible title for a film. All right. Coppola said he was going to, he wanted to name Godfather 3 the death of Michael Corleone, and they wouldn't let him, and he was going to end it with him not dying. <laughs> okay. Just having sex. Just saying. Okay, so number two, Star Wars. All right. Uh, Dingus, what is your number two great movie, Shame About the Name? Um, my number two, I'm going to give you a quote because I feel like I should. Okay. In, in this town, you're innocent until in, you're investigated. Uh, Fahrenheit 9-11. No. No. No one gets investigated. <laughs> that's the whole point. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, that's what the movie's about. This town, L.A. Confidential? Uh, no, it's a, a little movie called... Bop, 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 bop. Oh, Serious Man. Syriana. Syriana, yeah. Oh, why, why do you... It's a great title. What are you talking about? Yeah. Why do you not like that? Why do you hate good movie titles? Are you a racist? First of all, I don't think it's a great movie, but go ahead, Dingus. Uh, I think it's a wonderful movie, even if I don't understand it. Um, I think it's very well made. I think it's a difficult movie. But I think if you're going to call a movie Syriana, nobody in the world is going to go see it. And I think that was an awful thing to land on. Now, granted, I think the... Uh, the title of the book that it was inspired by would be worse, which the, that book is See No Evil, and you don't want your title. Because <laughs> then you're thinking of the Richard Pryor gene. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be going to, to, to See No Evil. But I just think Syriana is just clunky. I mean, I, I, don't, I didn't understand it until I actually went and researched what the heck that word means, and even now I don't really totally get it. Like the movie like, itself. Right, but... If you want anybody to see your movie, you can't call it Syriana. We're just going to think it's a foreign film 
and we're not going to go see it. And I think it, it's it's worth seeing. And I, I don't know what else you'd call it, it given that um, I don't how, how do you say his last name? Stephen Gagan? Gagan? I don't know how you say it. I just refer to him as the writer of Traffic. Right. Given that he he was. He was inspired to make this movie after, after while making Traffic and thinking of oil as a, in, a, in a similar way that he was thinking of drugs. You could call it addiction, I guess, but about 10,000 other films have been called addiction. Um, I, just, I just like the idea of, of going with of something that's just an inspired name that has nothing to do with it. And uh, like, like I, don't, I don't know if I want to say the title of another movie because you guys might use this later. But I, I love the title. I'm going to go ahead and do it. Uh, I love the title, There Will Be Blood. This has... No one would pick that as a bad title. Thing. That's okay, universally right. regarded as a fantastic title. But, but, but the filmmaker basically admits that he just likes the, the arrangements of those words. He wasn't going to name it Oil. And he just decided to call it There Will Be Blood because he likes the way that sounds. And I like that explanation, and I wish that they would have come up with something other than Syriana for this reshaping of the Middle East or whatever is going on in that there movie. There will be sand. Um, I wish they would have done something like that instead of Syriana, because Syriana is impossible for anybody to go watch. Well, what is the explanation for it? Because I just assumed it was like Syria and... Syriana <laughs> Huffington. <laughs> It's, it's, it's not That's right. Patrick. It makes me think of political commentary and nations in the Middle East. What more? You know, like Ishtar, perfect. another awesome title. <laughs> Syriana is Ishtar-esque, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Ishtar with fat Clooney. That is a great double feature, Kelly Wong. Is that the one where the kid falls in the pool? Yes. Ooh, right. that's a good movie. It, it is. It is pretty incomprehensible, though. Like it, it's. I, one of the things I expect from a movie is to kind of know what's going on. And even though there are many great movies where I have no idea what's going on, including things like Chinatown and Maltese Falcon and all that, and Big Sleep, I, I just. In order to be a great movie, I think you need clarity. I never understand Chinatown. I don't understand what he means when he says it's just Chinatown. No, come on. Chinatown's pretty... I think if, you, if you've seen Chinatown once before, I think if you go back and rewatch Chinatown, it's pretty easy to parse uh, if you're not discovering it as you go. You know, Chinatown is actually an awesome movie to bring up, Tom. Because I think, and I hadn't thought of it until you brought this up, I think Syriana is aiming to be a global Chinatown. Mm-hmm. It's Chinatown-esque. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. it has the main character get tortured. And, uh, <laughs> well, and I'm that only... name in line where he says, 100 years from now, you're going to be in the middle of nowhere again. That's kind of Chinatown-esque. I've only seen Syriana once, though, but maybe like, maybe if you see it again, it makes sense and it's easier to parse? I don't know. Slightly. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. And, you know, this, this gets into the whole great movie thing. I think it's a very well-made film. I don't think it's a great film. They're both named after but... locations. <laughs> But the thing you started this with, the the example film you you gave, I don't know if that's going to hold up as a great film, but I think Syriana is a very well made film. It's just very difficult. Right. right. Um, okay. The mother's but, also um, the idea of, of Syriana. There's there's this this concept of the Pax Syriana, and and there's also the the concept of of what America is doing to reshape the Middle East, and and this is is sort of captured in in the word. I, it's been a while since I looked this up, to be honest with you. But, but, the, but the filmmaker was going for a, a concept of America reshaping the Middle East 
And then this idea of Syriana or the word Syriana uh, is supposed to embody that. But I just don't think that is going to get anybody, especially right. in America. Now, this makes me wonder, what do you guys think about, and I think it's okay to segue here. I can't imagine any of you thought of this one. Uh, what do you think about the title, Traffic? Uh, I, I think it's a great title. Uh, I mean, I, and I think that that works along the lines of, uh, I think that you should of something better than, than, than Syriana along those lines. Mm-hmm. Do you not like the title, Traffic? No, I think I do. I didn't like the movie very much. I wasn't crazy about the movie, and I've only seen like a, a little bit of the miniseries. I, I like the idea of it, uh, and I, uh, I think I like the title. I just wasn't sure. Uh, I like Syriana better than Traffic, the movie and the title. Traffic sounds a little, for the subject matter, it sounds a little pedestrian, and the word Syriana does not. It sounds anything but pedestrian. Uh, so. That's true, but it sounds too exotic. Okay. For us to go see it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Sure, viaduct. <laughs> Nose army. All right, I'm going to do my number two. Are you guys ready for this? Yes. Mm. I'll give you a line from it. You ready? Mm. He say you braid runner. <laughs> okay. Wait. You are racist. Okay. <laughs> and he uh, kung fu hustle, which was a terrible. <laughs> Kung Fu Hustle is an awesome title. What's the matter? Steven oh. Shaolin Soccer, Kung Fu Hustle. I love those titles. What's the matter with you? It sounds like there's going to be dancing in it. There is, but it's like yeah, that's like true. wacky it, fighting dance. The movie's so much better than that title makes it sound. Okay, but uh, so Blade Runner, I love, and I love uh, it, it's. I think Ridley Scott at the top of his game. It's a. Uh, it doesn't have a lot to do with the Philip K. Dick short story that it's based on, and that's okay with me. Because Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep is a pretty crappy title anyway. What are you going to do with that? But I don't understand why you would take this great movie about what it means to be human and this sci-fi film noir adaptation and call it Blade Runner. Because like Reservoir Dogs, there's no blades here. And I think doesn't the crawl say, like it explains what his job is. And then there's a little line about, and they call these guys Blade Runners. And there's no explanation for why they call them that. Like a runner is someone who's smuggling stuff, like a rum runner or a gun runner. You know, that, I understand what a runner is, and I know what a blade is, you know. It, it, it has nothing to do with anything in this movie or anything that Harrison Ford's character is doing. You know, that's not... Why is he called that? That's stupid. I hate that. Yeah, what is the blade? There's no blades in it. They use guns. He doesn't even use a blade. He's got a that's big, old, big-ass gun. I didn't He's know. half vampire, half human. What are you talking about? <laughs> but that's his name, though, in the comic book, isn't it? Like, isn't his name Blade? Like, if 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 instead of name if instead of his name being Rick Deckard, it was like Blade Runner, then I could see the, the movie being called that. <laughs> you Rick Deckard, <laughs> Broken Arrow. So, are you guys with me on this? Isn't Blade Runner a terrible? Yeah, thing? I think so. But I remember being enticed by the title. Like, oh, that that sounds exciting, and then. Kind of being bummed that there wasn't any sword fighting in it. No sword fighting. There's no running. Nobody smuggles anything here. His blade, blade is edgy. It's edge and sharp. And nothing in that movie is sharp. It's like a smooshy, languid mood piece. Which and it's good on that level. But Blade Runner makes it sound like some shit's gonna go. Yeah, yeah. You know, as I was part of my ritual when I do this is, and I've said this before, is I I look I physically look at my DVDs. I look at each title and I think, is there anything in this movie that works? Um, and, I, and my eyes caught 
on Blade Runner when I was looking the other day. And I, and I sort of hitched for a moment. But I, I, love, that, I love that title. And, and, and so I, I went on past. Because for me, the idea is that the police force has a name for something. It's just part of their nomenclature. And, and we might have to go into their history to find out why it's called that. But for me, it's that it's it's one of these things that the police have from their past, and we're, we call these guys Blade Runners. That's what they're called, like bounty hunters. You know, bounty they don't hunters. Have radio codes anymore. Bounty hunters make sense because these guys have bounties and we're hunting right. them. But it, it, but for me, what what I've always just accepted is that it's part of their nomenclature, and and I like it because it sings. For me, that title just sings. But now I can't like it anymore because you. Good. Thanks, Tom. Good. Very welcome. <laughs> Do Android's Jim Electric Sheep's a good title? For a Philip K. Dick short story, but not it's for a Ridley Scott. God. You didn't read it? You suck. Wait, it's clunky for a movie. Yeah, we've read it. It's yeah. just clunky for a movie. Clunky for a movie. Um, and like I said, no, no, no. It's got that whole thing about the, like, the vicarious prophet. Who, it's got that whole Jesus subtext stuff and the cyber religion. The politician guy. And yeah, like, I've, like... I've, I've done my Philip K. Dick homework. Uh, but and I think it's a great like it's a great title. There's also uh, I have no mouth yet. I must scream. Like I love that kind of stuff. And that's so. that's great for a short story. What are you going to do with that on a movie though? Uh, well, they made a game. They did, and they kept the name. Good for them. Yep. And I, I you know, I, Tom, I think your argument is sound. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't want to accept it. I just I think you're right. I think it's a good title. It's just not appropriate to the movie. Well, you guys so it will... doesn't fit qualify because it's not a bad title right. in and of itself, objectively. So well, it shouldn't be on it's... your list. Ah. But it's a great film, so he did it. It's a great film with a great... Honey, Trunk the Kid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, Kelly One, what is your number one? What is your uh, greatest movie, most shame about the name? I think this will enjoy this. You already did Star Wars. You did... Are you doing it twice? No, but there's a theme. Okay. My list is dumb. My runners-up are better. By the way, is Twilight a great movie? <laughs> I'll let you know um, if I ever see it. Ask, ask your mother. <laughs> wow. Euphemisms. What, my mother? What? My number one, I will do a quote. <clears throat> Give up. Is the quote just clearing your throat? Is there a movie called... Well, that was Black? me being an ape. I was doing a monkey. Oh, thing. 2001. Yeah. Wow. I'll tell you why. Wow. Like, I win! I win the podcast! But that means you agree that it's a great movie, Dingus. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I lose the podcast. Because the eight parts aren't 2001, and the future isn't in 2001. So the title... And Was it a good title up through the year 2000? Because it doesn't, it's the movie doesn't take place entirely in 2001, and his Odyssey, it's a, that's a passage of time and distance. And the second one, we, he doesn't come back till 2010, so it should have been called 2010, or they should have just called it Monolith, or they should have left it untitled. That would have been bold. Ooh, ellipsis. I like yeah. I like year titles though. Like I like like 1984, 2001. Uh, I, I like that kind of stuff. Airport 75. I like that. What about a space odyssey? That's a little too literal for my taste, but I like it. It gives away stuff, huh? 
It is a spoiler, isn't it? Yeah. Imagine seeing 2001 and not knowing anything about it. <laughs> I think if 2001 had a different title, you'd like it. I think. No, I like it. I'm not. I'm not with Dingus. I'm no, not, that's the Dingus know. camp. I do too. Shut up. I love the second half of it. You know what? It's like Full Metal Jacket in that I love half of that movie. It's one you of those. Like it's one of those bifurcated Stanley Kubrick movies. Wait, what part don't you like? I don't care for the ape, the monolith stuff. I, I love the whole, you know, the oh. astronaut interplay with the rogue AI. Like, I love that stuff. Who can't except Dingus? I don't you know. You don't like this. seeing two tribes of, of apes beat each other to death with clubs mm. and learn how to, like, harvest the pigs no. by, by touching a monolith. Whatever. That's not... Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but you do like looking at paint streams... Paint I like the, I like the title. Yeah, that's how he did the uh, hyperspace. Oh, no, I don't care about that stuff. Yeah, that that movie could end. Um, it's one of those movies that I think it goes on ten minutes too long. Uh, it's, that's how it would feel if you're in space. Everything's ten minutes too long, so it's realistic. Ah, good point. Dingus, are you with us on this? Great movie. You're not with us on the great movie part. Are you with us? On, are you with Kelly Wand on the shame about the name part? Do you agree that Passion of the Christ is a great title, Dingus? Um, yes. All of the things you said. No, I, I think that 2001 is a great movie. I just don't like it. I Ooh. can't abide it, and the last ten minutes make me crazy. And I've watched it many, many times. And uh-huh. there, there, are things I, there are things I love about it, but the, the last part always makes me want to pull my hair out. And I, I like the title because, to me, it feels like an alternate universe um, period piece. It, mm. it, it just It feels like watching a period piece from something else that could have gone on. And, and I like it from this vantage point. But going up to that, it would have felt hopeful or interesting as, it, could this be our future? From here, looking back, it feels like a period piece. And, and I like that from the title, but I don't like the movie. As Even with... Do, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, as with 1984. Like, there's something very cool about Orwell's 1984, even though it was a very forward-looking thing when he wrote it. Uh, it's good to go back as a period, forward-looking period piece, or period piece forward-looking. We can also see it as they're lying about the year, too. So it's Big Brother saying, oh, it's 1984, it's always 1984. Well, by the way, if 2001 had been directed by George Lucas, he would periodically stick years onto the title and change it. (laughs) Oh, no, this movie's 2000, this is 2011. Attack of the Space Odyssey. All right, so Dude, David Lynch was going to make uh, Jedi, and it would have looked like Dune. He was, ah, right, right. That would have been something else. But he couldn't abide George Lucas. That's actually kind of yeah, true. He, he's already, he'd already been broken by then. All right, thing is, what is your number one great movie, Shame About the Name? Right, you're going you're gonna to really get annoyed with me on this one. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I'll cut your music. You might you might have to cut my mic, but here's my quote before you cut my mic. Okay. Trust me on this one. It's always a big deal. <laughs> that was the quote, or you were just saying that to me? Yeah, that sounded like a segue to the quote. Because <laughs> I'm so natural. Quote. Okay, that's the quote. Give us the line again, Dingus. You were just so natural with it. Yeah, so give us the line again. And this time, make it sound more quotey. All right. Is it a woman? Because you're lisp. Yeah. Trust me on this one. It's always a big deal. It's Bruce not Constantine. Mm. That's a good title too. It's a great title and a great movie. Uh I don't I don't know, Dingus. If I, I haven't seen it, I'm gonna guess. Do a line from the movie itself. <laughs> <laughs> Trust yeah, me on 
I'm going to guess you have seen this movie. Trust me on this, it's always a big deal. So someone has just said, it's not a big deal. Owling three of the marsupials. <laughs> Somebody has talked about having seen his mother's breasts and thinking it's not that big of a deal. What? I don't know. I have not seen whatever perverted movie you're talking about. Uh, I, li- yeah. I want to, though. It has your favorite uh, Australian actor in it. You didn't pick Running Scared, did you? Oh, yes, I did. That's my number one, you jerk. I'm cutting your mic. How do I do this on Skype? How do I cut Dingus off? All right, let's go to my number one. My number one is Running Scared because he's not scared. He's actually very brave. Oh, oh you so jerk. Why would you pick that? Well, I thought I was going to, like, totally blow your mind. Oh, God. You we picked the same number it. one. It your favorite Australian it's right actors, here, and I've got uh... notes about he's not scared. He's frantic, desperate, protective, intent on saving his family. In fact, he's brave. Plus the Billy Crystal, Gregory Hines thing. Dingus, you're a jerk. I'm fucked up. When, oh. Wait, so it's a bad title for the Billy Crystal one, too, you're saying? Billy Crystal It's just so, it's such a generic title. It really is. For, it doesn't for fit. A film that, it doesn't fit this film at all. It's so generic, and I really hate this title, but I love this film. And, it, and the, the, the Billy Crystal movie is only a part of the problem. It's just that it's just too generic. And it makes it hard to recommend the movie, to convince people how awesome the movie is. It really does. And I had a, I had a, but I had a hard time coming up with other titles, and I really tried to do that, thinking of something that was more fairy tale oriented or something yeah. from fable. Uh, but I just wish they would have gone with something much more conceptual instead of this generic running scare. Well, and that's not that's not your job, Dingus. I mean, that should be Wayne Kramer's job is to come up. Wait, who's Wayne Knight? I'm confusing. Who's the guy on Seinfeld? Wayne Knight. You're right. Wayne, Wayne Kramer is the South African director who did uh, Cooler and Running Scared uh, and The Crossing. No, uh, Crossing Over. Uh, but, but Running Scared, that should have been his job to give it a title that sells it better. And it just so doesn't sell it at all. It doesn't sell that fairy tale aspect. Or, or even, as I, as I was getting at, the, the tone of the movie. Because he's not running scared. I mean, that's not what it's not some dude who's scared. That, that's not, you know, that, that movie is so driven by Paul Walker's energy. Uh, and uh, and it's it's not out of being afraid. That's just so stupid. Such a stupid title for it. Dingus, why would you pick that as your number one? Because I feel strongly Only about that movie. Yeah. And, yeah, because I'm, I'm an idiot. You know, the the name of the character is Joey Gazelle. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I, I did try to think of uh, that was one of my tasks was trying to think of other other names and and I and I thought of Stray for a moment. But Stray is, again, the title of 10,000 other films. Because there's that wonderful moment where you think, well, well, maybe Running Scared is about Cameron Bright. And maybe that's, the, that's why it's called that. Um, and so he's the stray or finding the stray or something, something about a stray. But, I, I, you know, you're right. It's not my job to do that, but I kind of tried to do that. And I, was, I failed utterly. Stray so Running dogs. It's just is just far too generic. Uh, I don't remember when is the the speaking of failing utterly. Uh, when is the the line that you were talking about? When does that get said? Well, when when the uh, the psycho couple finds him, they they say we found another stray. Better get another ice cream cone. No, no, no. I'm talking about the. Uh, you trust me. You always remember that moment. I was doing a play on utterly. Uh, that... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Paul Walker is talking. And they're talking about seeing seeing a woman naked or seeing breasts, and 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 the kid says, uh, "Well, I've seen my mom. It's not that." Oh, oh. He says, 
trust me, it's always a big deal. <laughs> and I just like, I just love that. I love the way I, you know, Paul Walker's great in this movie, and a lot of people don't give him any credit, but he's great in this. And His name's Walker, but he's running. That's right. <laughs> Should we call walking, walking mildly walking, perturbed? Yeah, blonde thing. <laughs> Walking concerned. <laughs> well, all right. Way to way to shut down the topic early, Dingus. I hope you're happy. I can't believe you picked that. I did. It was one of my. It was one of my. It was one of my reasons for this whole list. Is I hate that that movie has a stupid name. And oh no. And you're the jerk, not me. So there. It's his number one for every list too. So you should have assumed. That's true. It's true. All right. Is that the one with Bruce Dern where he's on the spaceship? No. <sighs> And by the way, that's a weird name, too, because it's a submarine term. I don't know. I haven't seen that movie in yeah. forever, but I don't know if he ever is actually running silent or silent running. It's not silent. You hear everything blowing up constantly. There's stuff blowing up in that movie? Yeah, he blows up the domes. He blows up a bunch of deer and shit. And he blows up his friends. They, that makes noise. <laughs> okay. In but, space. you know, moving, moving submarine terms to outer space is not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah that works great in that Wing Commander movie. Good point. Saturn Three. uh... Great title. What's the matter? What? what? Uh, you don't like that? It's space. Well, it's got a number, which sounds vaguely sci-fi. It makes it sound like the third one. Vera Fawcett will be naked. <laughs> She's not, though, is she? Is it, I, as a boy, I remember seeing naked Vera Fawcett in Saturn Three. I could be. Oh, you know I what? You, you, you do see. You see uh, Kirk Douglas's butt in that. So maybe that's. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Braveheart. Was one of my runners up. Come on, that's such a that's such a perfect name for that stupid movie. It's not a great movie, <laughs> by the way. That's such a perfect name for such a perfectly superficial, stupid movie. His heart is brave. What more do you want, Kelly Wand? It's not very Scottish sounding. Braveheart. You got to do it with the accent. Also, it sounds like Lionheart, that other movie with Dennis Quaid. Even though Dennis Quaid's not in the first movie I referenced. But anyway, uh, Karate Kid. I remember thinking was a really bad title. And Run Tell Dat and Major League Two Back to the Minors always confused me. <laughs> it does seem to invalidate itself, doesn't it? Yeah, wait, what? <laughs> it. What about Dingus? Is Godzilla a bad title? No, Godzilla's great. Night and Day is a bad title. It's not a great movie, but it's oh. oh, that's right. Yeah, well, it's not a It would have been a good title if it made sense. If your character was named Day. Okay, well, I have a couple of ones that I want to ask you guys about. And these are bona fide great movies. No fair just bringing up decent movies like Night and Day. Uh, right. What do you guys feel about Jaws? Now, it's based on the book, of course. And I am so accustomed to, to, to just that name and that movie. And I was such an impressionable child. but and, and I love the idea of thinking of, you know, the shark's jaws as something sort of big and hungry and powerful and scary. But... But, you know, Jaws are... It's, uh, how do you guys feel about Jaws? Does that work for it's you? It's awesome. Well, there's that one shot where you see the ship leaving. You see the orca taking off, and then the Jaws of, on Quint's wall are right? finding them. Okay, ship. okay. It's just so also, iconic. It's, just so, it's, it's tough yeah. to fail it. Because, you know, when it's I was looking through my collection, I, I saw the word Jaws, and I kind of hitched a little bit. But it's just such an iconic... It's hard to evaluate it. So yeah. you see Jaws, too, you realize... No, no, it's dumb. It's I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go. That I don't. I don't think it's a that uh, that good a title. I mean, Peter Benchley's book. Oh. I'm pretty sure is just like like pulp airport fiction. I don't think there's much to it, and I think it's perfect for that kind of thing. 
But what the movie actually accomplishes, I think, kind of transcends what Peter Benchley wrote. And I think that I, I would have preferred that the title had done something like that, too. Now, I can't but think it's of like, one. It's, um, it's just this primal thing, like four letters. Yeah, okay. It's like, a, again, the shark. The shark Duel's is... not a great movie, though, Kelly Wan. Duel, that's fine. That's a made-for-TV movie, and that title is fine for that level of movie. Uh, but I don't. But I, I like the word Kelly just used, primal. You're right, Tom. Use that the, for the name, movie. by the way. There. There's your name. Yeah, well, that, that's worked well. <laughs> if that had uh, gotten along, if that had come along before the stupid alligator movie. Which um, one? Primal. You're right that, that the movie transcends the material, but the... But that doesn't make it a bad title. It makes it, like, it, it, it makes the title better. I don't know. Okay. I, it's primal. I mean, that's a good way to put it, I think. Rename it. Yeah. And the no, I can't rename it. Now, that's the thing. is, I, I can say a title is bad without having to think of a better one, I hope. You know, I thought you were going to you were gonna pull that on us. That's one Quint of the reasons Polly. why I do that. You thought I was going to do what? I think it's pull what on you? Say that you decided to rename them and you were going to try to get us oh. to do it. <laughs> no. Every time we came up with a title, what would you call it? No, I could uh, not do I, that. I should know better than that. That's no. you. How about that Kentner kid all over the dog? That would have been a great title if it had been a Jim Thompson novel. <laughs> okay, here's Kentner kids, don't they? Here's another one I want to throw out at you guys. What about Up? A great title. How dare you? I love short little ass. No, you're you're right, Tom. Up is a oh, you title. people are no. It just is. I love like, that movie. It's a horrible. Yeah, movie. it cheers up. Oh, that just makes it sound so trite, Kelly Wan. That you you've just made it sound even more trite. No, you know what? You know why it's good? Because it's vague. It's like vague what? is not a good. Yeah. No, specific <laughs> is good. When I saw that, no, movie, I no did spoil. not want to see this movie. I didn't want to see it. Yeah. I would not have seen that unless this hill people said it was great. Doesn't it seem better once you've seen the movie though? Which I said at the beginning was like a disqualifier. Like no. Like yeah, I agree with Dingus. No, it does not. Having seen the movie and adoring the movie and thinking it's really something special and, and Pixar at their, their absolute best. What about best. Sideways? Sideways is based on a novel, and it has to do with storing the bottles of wine. Sideways is perfect. He doesn't... It's not addressed in the movie. It doesn't come up in the movie, and I only found out afterwards. And Dingus can probably talk to this more because he's like the wine dude. But you have to store bottles of wine sideways, and I'm sure that that... In the, in the novel, Rex Pickett talks about that at some point. Uh, so it's one of those things where the, the the movie comes from a book, and it keeps the title, so I can't hold it to account. What about Black Hawk Up? <laughs> <laughs> if they had escaped the version with on balloons, that would have been awesome. <laughs> okay, now here's one that I, I'm really not sure about. Great movie. No, none of us will dispute that this is a, a flat-out great movie. And I'll bet we could come up for some rationale for the title. But I don't Spanish. think that it... Re- <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, God, you just took the wind out of my sails, Kelly Wand. <laughs> Sorry. You said great movie in my mind. No, what about, what about Unforgiven? Uh, what's wrong with it? Well, I don't really see how that concept, which is a very powerful concept, I don't really see how it fits that well into the context of the movie, and I'm open to being convinced otherwise, but I, I suspect that might not be a good title. No, you're dumb. Well, explain it to me. I think it's reaching for something. Yeah, it's reaching for something that I don't really see in the movie that prominently. I mean, there's so many, there's so much going on in that movie. But You know what, it, you know what that title said to me? 
Oh, cool! A bunch of people are gonna get shot in this. Fight. <laughs> no one will be. No one will be repentant no, no about forgiving. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you're okay with Taxi that. Taxi Driver was a bad title. No, it wasn't. Come on, that's so specific. That's like saying Godfather's a bad title. Yeah, it's titular. No, that's right? a great title because he's a god. <laughs> oh, wait, I want to hear what Dingus thinks of Unforgiven. Dingus, you're okay with that? Uh, I'm not. Because it, it smacks of uh, a writer reaching for something that sounds cool. Yeah. Oh, uh, who writers? But it does sound cool in Western, especially for what they're going for, and so it's okay, but I think you're right to break it down. What about To Kill a Mockingbird? Oh, fantastic. Come on. Yep. There's no Mockingbird. Uh, That's part of, part of, now, part do, they, do they cut the line? No, surely Gregory Peck has the thing about why the movies. Like, in the movie, don't they say why it's called that? No. Because everybody knows that from the Harper Lee book, that you don't kill Mockingbird. Why do they say it in the book? Why is the book called that? Well, that's you true. must not kill the mockingbird. Yeah, that's got to be you make kill. Right. What about Gone with the Wind? You're just throwing stuff out now, Kelly Wanda. Yeah. <laughs> and that happened to me this week because I asked my dad for help, and he just started throwing out. <laughs> about uh, Abbott and Costello. And we we were out at a play date today. You know, I've got a five year old, and and my dad just to grief me asked the other dad for that, and the, the other guy goes Casablanca. <laughs> I agree with your dad. That isn't a very good title. No, it's a fantastic title. It sounds exotic. Only it's specific. It's, it's the best case scenario of what they're going for with Syriana. Yeah, you're right. That's the, it's the same principle. By the way, speaking of Casablanca, another title that I love, and it requires, it's, it's not mentioned, I don't think, in the context of the movie, but it requires some familiarity with, with Casablanca, uh, The Usual Suspects. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What about Joe versus the Volcano? <laughs> Not a great movie. Uh, okay, how do you guys feel about, and it's explained, but I think the explanation is one of the weaker parts of the movie, uh, the squid and the whale. Uh, I like it. But it's one of those things where it makes more sense when you've seen the movie. Okay. And, and then you go, oh, it is a good title. I think it's a little clunky even when it makes sense. Dingus, how do you feel about it? I don't mind it. I, I like the way it feels. Okay. I, I, and I don't have the the um, the picture doesn't resolve it for me. I don't need the picture. I just like the way it feels. And and that was one of the problems I had with this. Is as I looked at at films and I and I saw titles that would would be a question for me because I have such affection for the films. There's a lot of titles that I just like the way they feel. And it's kind of hard to. It was this was tougher than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And Squid and the Whale works for me. Okay. Yeah. Is Gigli a great movie? <laughs> well, uh, Tom, uh, one one that I wanted help from you on because mm-hmm. I don't remember is is uh, do you remember why it's called Bubble? I don't. Um, and I'm not sure. Like, it's got the whole weird thing about the doll factory, and it might have to do with how they inflate the the dolls. Uh, like like the shape of the dolls from the inside, but I don't. It's, it's never explicitly stated. I don't think, but I think it has to do with the whole opening sequence where you see the dolls being built. Isn't that the case? I couldn't Boy, remember. And and as I looked through my DVDs, I I landed on that, and I love that movie. But I couldn't for the life of me think. Why is this called Bubble? And every time I tell somebody to see Bubble, they look at me like I'm an idiot. Well, I also think it's get from it this sense of the the frailty of being. Uh, your own self-contained reality. Right. Uh, and, and so it, uh, yeah, I'm okay with Bubble. Uh, but that, that's, that's definitely one that, it's like a head-scratcher. It's one of those titles where, after you see the movie, it actually makes you think a little more. 
uh, and and not just by befuddling you, uh, like Magnolia, for instance. You know, I don't yeah. think, yeah, yeah. And and Magnolia is beautiful on a on a couple of levels. And you know, those of us who live here in L.A., we know that that's the name of that street, and the the a lot of the movie takes place uh, around that area. But this whole idea of you know a a flower that blossoms in the rain and it can be frail. Like I, you know, it's one of those things where you have to think after the movie, and I think it's more rewarding that it's got a sort of a, a vaguely inscrutable title. Um, yeah, and and that's why I like this. I, I ended up liking this topic because it it does it does help you revisit that. Kelly, wanted to have a what about, go ahead, Kelly? Wanted. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Great, love it. Mm. You know, uh, when my father was throwing out titles, he, he said. Um, first encounters of the third guy. <laughs> and I said, try again. <laughs> fourth it, encounters of the third kind. He just—it was great. It was just it was great. The the worst thing about that title, Kelly Wand, is it sets up the title of that horrible fourth kind movie. Yeah. But you don't like Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Kelly Wand? Mm, I just can't tell in hindsight whether it would have sucked. Right. I don't know. It's like what Dingus was saying with Jaws, where you just can't. You're so used to it, it's, you can't imagine a world without that. <laughs> right. Uh, let me throw an obscure one at you guys. Uh, uh, do you guys, know, you guys know the movie Sorcerer, don't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember as a kid feeling really betrayed. <laughs> it was called there's that, no and there's no sorcerer in that. And only later finding out why it's called that. Do you guys, do you guys know the story behind? It's the name of one of the trucks. We went into this on the thread. And do you know why though? Because there's mythology behind it that I only know from reading the novelization, so I assume that it was at the script in the script at some point. Uh, obviously, you know the movie is based on a French movie called The Wages of Fear, which I think fantastic title. You guys are with me there, yeah. Uh, but so in in, the, in Sorcerer, at some point in the Friedkin script, the, when so the, the movie opens with an, an oil rig explosion and it kills a lot of workers, and the workers' bodies are brought back into this small town. You know they're they're charred and burned beyond recognition, and there are shots of the workers' bodies being carried into town. And I don't remember if this makes it in the movie, but in the novelization, there's a, the, the the townspeople do a ritual over the bodies to keep away an evil sorcerer that comes to people's corpses and breathes life into the corpses and makes them uh, rise and be undead, like a necromancer. Uh, so they name the truck that, and it gets into the whole theme of these people who found themselves sort of washed up, basically walking dead in this small remote town, giving, being given a false second chance at life. Uh, with the act of driving these trucks full of nitroglycerin. And I loved finding that out. Um, where you'd think, you know, it's just the, the name they paint on the side of the truck, but there's that whole idea of a necromancer uh, and the local lore about a necromancer that's totally left out of the movie. Um, a necromancer? It's kind of sorcerer. Hmm. Yeah. All right, good. Any other good runners Three up? Three Men and a Little Lady, uh, a great movie. What if if Departed were a great movie? I might think that's a crappy title, but I don't care because I hate the movie. Yeah, that's absolutely true. <laughs> I I, uh, I flirted with, because I think this is a really, really great movie, and I don't think you guys do, uh, the whole concept of Serenity and Firefly. <laughs> what? <laughs> Isn't that just the name of their stupid ship that they fly around, the USS Serenity or whatever? Uh, that's part of it, but it's the valley of a battle as well. And, and I'm just interested in in the the way the word serenity rings in your head, as opposed to what it's supposed to 
mean for an uh, a sci-fi action film and and also naming your 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 television series firefly because the class of the ship is a firefly class these things are just very feminine sounding words for mm-hmm. what you're trying to get a lot of uh masculine power behind and i i, I find that interesting i i don't know that i can I can really knock them down for that because I, I really love the, the movie Serenity. Tingus, um, you're just trying to get in good with all the Joss Whedon geeks. I'm not a Joss Whedon person, to be honest, but Serenity really does it for me. And I watched it again recently. The movie or the TV show? Which one is Serenity? Serenity is the movie. movie. And is it really the name of their ship? Yeah. Oh, my God. But it also I'm, seems to be... And I, don't, I don't know enough about it, but... I think it was named after some bat, some battle in Serenity Valley, but uh, I, I'm going to sound like a total idiot because I don't really know. <laughs> but just just the balls to name your movie about a, a spaceship battle, Serenity. Plus, it, Nathan Fillion's funny. He's great. It's it's, it's, it's Mal. Yeah, I think it is legitimately a great movie. And that one chick's really hot. Serenity. And wow. another chick's okay. really hot. It made it's my like list that it's, it's really really good. It's swishy, but there's a lot of hot chicks on it. You know, sometimes they just like me, it. just like me, baby. See, I would expect that from Kelly Wand, but then sometimes I feel like I don't even know you. Yeah, is Doctor T and the Women a good great movie? <laughs> I don't know, Kelly Wand. What? Give us a great three by three for next week. It's your time. I'm very you Promise us a great one. What do you have for us for next week? Three best uses of eggs. <laughs> Wait a okay, what's your real topic for next week? That's it. That's a good one. It is not three best uses of eggs. Yes. Three best uses of eggs. All right, I've already got a couple of them, and they're not what you guys think. I have a really good one. I know I Dingus is going to steal some of mine, or probably one of them. Uh, Ding- can we didn't take we this? Do this? We didn't do this already? Yeah, didn't we do this one? What? I hate you, people. <laughs> We've already done this, Kelly Wan. you got to pick something oh. else. <laughs> we didn't do three best uses of eggs. Three best uses of eggs. All right. So join us next week for our Kelly Wand-inspired 3x3, three, three best uses of eggs. That's fantastic. I can't wait. And? <laughs> and what? Aren't we seeing a movie? Oh, yes, yes. So next week we are going to see uh, the train, the Tony Scott Train movie. No, we're not. We going. So next week we are seeing 127 Hours, the uh, new Danny Boyle movie. Join us for that. See it. And then come join us because we'll be talking about it. Very spoiler-specific uh, discussion. You may faint during the podcast. That's true. We will have... really graphic sequence in the podcast. We will have medics standing by. Uh, and then we will follow the discussion with uh, our best uses of, of eggs. You might faint during that as well. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am... Skip right. I am Tom Chick. I have been joined by Christian... McClansky? I think I got that right. Christian McClansky. Uh, it's Christian Morosky, but you're getting there. And uh, Kelly Wand. Also zapped again, because that implies the same guy got zapped twice. Groove slam, work it back. Filter that, baby, bump that track. Groove slam, work it back. Filter that, baby, bump that track. Groove slam, work it back. Space Cowboy just played that track. Gaga in the room. Starstruck, cherry, 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 cherry. Rolling out to the club on the weekend Spelling out to the beat that you're freaking Fantasize on the track like a tweet can Blow my heart up Put your hands on my waist, pull the fader Run it back with the original flavor Cue me up on the 12 on your table I'm so star I'm so star Baby, could you blow my heart up? I'm so 
Also, High School Musical 3, because it's too spoilery. 